You're listening to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. I think I'm getting the black lung pop. Back on the Pipeline Show with Keith Flaming. We're going to kick off this week's round of WHL team-by-team previews with the Red Deer Rebels. And that means the owner, GM, head coach, and head usher of the Rebels is Brent Sutter. Brent, welcome back to the Pipeline Show. Thanks for taking the time out. And I know it's always a very busy offseason for you as well. Thanks for doing this. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks, Keith. All right. Well, let's uh, look at uh, the team that's uh, coming to camp for you this year, and, and maybe we'll start with uh, the players who aren't back from last year's roster, and every team loses the three overage players. For you, that's Jeff DeWitt, Reese Johnson, and, of course, Brandon Hagel, who had such a fantastic season for you last year. Anybody else from last year's roster who isn't back that's not back because they're, uh, they were an overage player? I know Carson Sass is now with the Tri-City Americans, and I wonder about Alexander Alexiev. Uh, do you move forward assuming he's not back, or do you know what's happening there for sure? Yeah, I know for sure Alex is not coming back. He uh, he's obviously was a first-round pick and signed in in Chowdhury level deal last, uh, I guess it was last fall, a year ago from now, and uh, they're going to turn him pro. He's definitely going to play there in, uh, in Hershey or in Washington, depending what happens there. Um in Carson Sass, we put Sasser on, on waivers at, uh, uh, end of July and, uh, he was claimed by Tri-Cities. Um, you know, we just, we just felt that, you know, with the three 20 year olds coming back with Ethan Sakowicz and, uh, Brett Davis and Cameron Hosinger that, uh, we were set in our 20 year old positions and we knew for sure those three guys were coming back that, We'd react early on Sass and try to see if there's an opportunity somewhere else in the league for him. He's such an awesome kid, and he's been with us for three years. And, um, but uh, you know, we were it was you know it was great that Tri Cities grabbed him. And, uh, so you know, other than that, uh, you know, everybody everybody will be back. We don't have a uh, you know we were a young team last year in a lot of ways, uh, and we're getting to be younger this year. So it's uh, it's it's just one of those things that either three and your four coming out of the host of the Memorial Cup, uh, you know, just the way it is, and you, you adjust to it and adapt to it, and yeah, we're excited about it and the fact that uh, these young players are good players and new kids coming in. Quite a few of them, quite a few of them played junior A last year, sixteen year olds. So and they played a lot, and those teams did a great job developing them. So. You know we're we're excited with the group, but it's going to be a group that we need to uh, have some patience with and uh, make sure that uh, the young kids grow the right way and develop the right way. Having uh, put Sass on waivers and having him claim, as you mentioned, it clears up your overage situation. So there's there's no uh, side story uh, with that going into camp. Everybody knows who the three are going to be uh, to start the season. Was that by design? I, I'm sure there have been years where you've had maybe four or five twenty year olds in camp, and you kind of let it uh, settle it itself that situation kind of work itself out through camp and through the preseason but doing it this way this year was that by design well to somewhat yeah to some degree i mean we made the trade last november to get uh davis and Ozinger and uh you know and if they didn't turn pro um you know we figured for sure that they'd be back obviously if they didn't turn pro and they'd be two of our 20 year olds and it was just deciding you know which one of our defensemen would be uh would be the right guy that would fit in best with our young kids. And we thought Sack would be the, that person. And, uh, just with how he plays and the minutes he can cover and, uh, you know, and, uh, he's got a little bit more of the way the way we want to play here in Reggie moving forward with, 
young kids and the speed and the skill that they have, we thought he would adjust best with that group. And, you know, it was just, it's one of those years where we're, you know, a lot of times you're in a situation where you're, you're adjusting, you know, which younger guys can fit in better with the older guys. But our team this year is going to be the other way around. It's going to be which older group fits in best with the young group. And hmm. when I say the young group, I'm talking about the 16, 17, 18 year olds and uh, which 19, 20 year olds fit in best with that. And, you know, we're, we're pretty happy with, uh, with uh, the guys, with the six guys or seven guys, I guess, that we have that are, 19, 20 year olds or eight guys, I guess there is that would fit in best for young kids. And so I guess to some degree, yes, it was by design. I just didn't want any, you know, any, anything hanging over our heads going into camp or into through regular, or through the exhibition, especially with the young kids, them wondering, geez, which veteran's going to be staying, which 20 year olds going to be staying. We could just focus in on what we need to do and how we have to play and, um, not worry about, those kids not worrying about and players on the team not worrying about decision-making that had to be made with their 20-year-olds. All right, that's what I was getting at. Uh, and it works out well for, for Carson as well, having that settled very early. And, yeah, yeah. So it's a good fit for everybody. Um, anybody else from last year's team that you, you think might not be back this year? And, and that kind of moves us towards the import player situation because I'm hearing uh, stories and reading stories that Oleg Zaitsev's situation might be up in the air. You know, he's, yeah, he's definitely not coming back at this point. Okay. Um, it's disappointing, but, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. You know, he, he never got drafted. He didn't have a great second half of the year and, uh, and he struggled actually a lot in the second half and, and for whatever reason, um, you know, and it was just a situation where, you know, if he probably was drafted, he probably would have came back. But as you get deeper into the draft, into that, fifth, sixth, seventh round in the NHL draft and you have Europeans playing over here in, in the CHL and if there's any scuttlebutt out there or rumors out there that he's possibly may, may not come back, uh, NHL teams will stay away from him and for the most part. So and that's what they did with Zets. You know, we had we had talked uh, to his agent, we talked to a couple of NHL teams and um, that was the biggest issue is that they were concerned that was he going to come back? Was he not going to come back? And, uh, unfortunately, you know, people around him spoke out and said that, you know, if he wasn't taken in the first four rounds in shell draft, he may not be back. And anyway, it is what it is. You know, we move on, you know, to be quite honest, I haven't given it much thought since we were given uh, the heads up that he wouldn't come back. And that was back in uh, near the end of June. And, I moved on without it, and like he's not going to be here, and it now gives other young players on our team opportunities to play those minutes that he would have played. And so it is what it is. It's uh, you know it's the toughest thing about European players, and it's uh, it's one thing that just you know just you know it's happened to us, but it's happened to numerous teams at different occasions uh, throughout uh, since the European draft came in existence in the CHL, and it's just the way it is, and you adjust and adapt and there's a lot of good players that are taking the CHL draft that never do come over. And that's too bad, but you know what? It just gives other players in North America, Canada chance to play and play in those roles. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's, uh, it always ends up working for uh, the better. So uh, going into this year's camp, then do you have any uh, imports on the team? I, I know Alexiev, no Zaitsev. Uh, what's your situation yeah. with the imports right now? We, we drafted a player, um, 
from Finland, a defenseman. We were looking at a defenseman all along, and he was the one kid that we keyed in on, and we wanted someone that would fit in the right way and fit in with our young group and the way the game has played today. And uh, right from the start, he was uh, he wanted to come to Red Deer. He was uh, him and his agent went won them to play in Red Deer, and he was uh, someone that we followed very closely. Sean and my assistant GM had kept tabs on all winter long, and you know we had a good year. He played well. Uh, he was an underage at uh, U18 last year, and uh, uh, so it was uh, it was exciting for us to be able to get him to come here and play. And uh, you know, and he's he's a kid that we're. You know, we have high hopes on him, and he's going to have to, you know, there's going to be some adjustment as there is with all European players. But, you know, he's a Finnish boy. Um, he's, uh, he's a kid that uh, skates well, moves the puck well. He plays hard. Uh, you know, he's not a six foot four guy by any means. He's like a six foot, six foot one guy. But, uh, but we think he's going to fit in really good with our defense and how our defense is. Uh, and that would be Christopher Setoff, correct? Yep, that's correct, yep. All right, let's go by uh, position and uh, with your your goaltender situation. Uh, again, from the outside looking in, it looks like you have Ethan Anders and Byron Fancy as your as your two. But yeah. uh, you got a lot of youngsters coming to camp as well, don't you? We do. Um, you know, obviously with them being returning players, you know, someone's going to have to dethrone them. You might say, or obviously terribly outplay them. Um, you know, those two kids of the. Uh, you know, they were a key part to our team last year. Uh, you know, Andy had a, had a great start to the year. He kind of had a little spin off in, uh, in the middle of the year, but then he came back strong down the stretch and played well for us. And him being a 19 year old goaltender, you know, we think it's huge to have an older goalie on our team with this, such being such a young group and someone that's already played two years in the league. So mm-hmm. works, you know, we're, we're, certainly comfortable with that and we think Byron can push him we think Byron after being here for a year and maturing and understanding what this level is about and uh, getting to know the league and the consistency that you have to have to be at you know just period to period just not game to game but period to period as a goalie is uh, is something we were hoping he grew a lot with last year so between the two of them and there is a couple young kids that uh that are, you know, that are going to push for sure, that'll get opportunities. Um, but like I said, it's a situation where you do have two returning guys, but we think there might be one kid that's uh, for sure that could push, that could uh, possibly, uh, you know, be one of our, one of our, you know, two goalies. And who knows, we might start the season with three goalies and, and go from there. It's just, there's no, uh, there's no decisions that have to be made by opening night of the, as far as in certain elements within your team. And uh, so, you know, we'll see where our number's at for the start of the regular season. And at the end of the day, again, it's about which kids fit in right with our with our younger kids. And uh, But obviously, goaltending being such an important part of your team, um, you know, it's, it's huge to have experience in there with a young group. Unfortunate for Ethan Anders uh, that he didn't get drafted, but uh, I, if there's a silver lining to that from a team perspective, from the Rebels' perspective, might be that you get a pretty motivated goaltender coming this year. Yeah, it's true, and you know, and the thing about it is, it and this isn't goaltending. You know, it's you know, you look at goalies, and you know, Andy's a six foot guy, right? So he he has to he has to have a year where he's outstanding. You know, it it uh, there can't be inconsistency throughout the year, and where you have a good first third of the year, then not a great 
you know, second, third, and then a real good back end. You know, it's got to be consistency in that. And NHL teams look for the big goalies, right? So you're, you know, unless you're a standout being a smaller goalie, the chance of getting drafted aren't great. So you have to, you have to find a way to be the best. You can't just be in the pack. And, and that's where Andy has to fight to get to, you know, and uh, he's, he's got to be someone since I personally think he's got to be one of the top three or four goalies in our league this year. And, and he has to shoot for that. And, and Byron's got to push him every day and Andy's got to push Byron and, and whichever other goalie that might be participating uh, to push to play in our team. So, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, goaltending. It's all about consistency. And it's all about developing and growing. And, and you got to be difference makers in games. And, uh, and, and just not, you know, just not every now and then. You, you have to be consistently good night in, night out. And especially when you're a smaller goalie. And, uh, and I say small in stature. I mean, mm-hmm. a six foot goalie now isn't considered big, which is crazy because a lot of these guys are like Byron Fancy's a six foot three guy, right? So, uh, you know, so that's where, you know, these young, these smaller goalies have to have to be standouts. Brent Sutter is the uh, head coach and the GM and the owner of the uh, Red Deer Rebels. My guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, moving to the Blue Line group, and we mentioned Ethan Sackwich, and and uh, uh, he'll be uh, the oldest player on your Blue Line, and Dawson Barto, another returning guy. What's your the overall structure of your uh, your Blue Line going to look like this year, in your opinion? You know, we're going to be young because, you know, we're going to have, you know, we have Sachs, a 20-year-old. we got Bartz as a 19-year-old. Uh, Jacob Haroff will be a 19-year-old. And Hunter Donahoe's the kid that was on the outside kind of last year looking in, trying to fit into the mix and trying to be one of our top six guys. And uh, so we'll see where he's at this year. But then other than that, you know, we got... 16-year-old kid, uh, Leslie Boyle will be coming back as a 17-year-old. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Masters, who's a outstanding young player, 16-year-old. He's our first-round pick who's going to be playing, you know, playing here if he pushes to and has a good training camp. And we signed a Gustafson boy out of uh, out of Edmonton that's uh, got a push and play here too. And so, you know, we and then we got the, you know, he's 17, and we got the, the Finnish boy who's 17 too. So, you know, look at that four defensemen. They're 17 years and younger, and they, you know, if they're going to be on the team, they got to play. And so, uh, where else it fits in? And uh, you know, and we got Ryan Godfrey, the kid from Winnipeg that played in our team last year, big defenseman that uh, will be 18 this year. So, there's nine guys right there, you know, that are all going to be in the mix. So, where it sorts itself out at, who knows? But you know, we're we're comfortable with their back end. Uh, you know, it's not. Uh, it's not a massive defense by by any means by big tall you know guys like that, but they're all guys that can skate and move pucks and and the way the game playing a fast paced game these guys can play in their competitors. So we're excited about that side of it. Well, and it should be a competitive camp then too, where you have three or four positions that might be to some degree up. Well, maybe not four positions, but a couple of roster spots anyway up for grabs. That competition mm-hmm. should bring out the best of your guys. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's what training camp is like for every team, right? Like the competition for everybody is on every team. You know, teams, every general manager will tell you the same thing that I'm telling you. Go in the camp and see how guys play. And some teams have more returning players than others. And and yet there's always somebody that stands out in camp that you have to make room for. And and that's what training camp's for. And, And that's the exciting part about training camp is that, 
you want someone like that. You want one or two players that can, that all of a sudden come in and, you know, they wall you and like, you know, it's impossible to keep them off the team at least to start the year. So, you know, that's exciting for every team. So we're no different. So, you know, we'll see how it all unfolds. Everyone gets excited in training camp. Everyone starts at ground zero. Everybody's the same. Um, and then it's just once everyone gets through camp and exhibition and, they get down to the teams, uh, it's different, right? Because now all of a sudden teams have good starts of the year and teams have consistently inconsistent throughout the year. You never know what's going to happen, right? And, you know, it, I look at Edmonton's team and Calgary's team, and they're, they're going to have a lot of experienced players and they're going to have good team this year. Both those teams are going to be good teams. and uh, But they built their team that way, right? And we're kind of on the other end of it where we're just starting to build it. So, you know, it, it's... Uh, but, you know, we're... We've been very fortunate. We come out of the Memorial Cup, um, you know, and making playoffs three straight years coming out of the Memorial Cup is a real tough thing to do for any team. And we're very fortunate. And what's going to happen with this year's team is what we thought we might have been had to do last year, but where we had to be extremely young. But we felt that if we just can just weed in a few guys over two years, that uh, we'd be better off doing that and, um, and allow us to continue to continue to have a uh, a culture that pushes to win and, and develop and and making sure it's strong. And so, you know, we've been able to do that, so we were fortunate with that. All right, well, up front, uh, three big holes to fill, obviously, with uh, Jeff DeWitt and Reese Johnson moving on, as well as uh, Brandon Hagel, who was uh, mm-hmm. one of the top scorers in the entire WHL last season, and then throw in uh, Oleg Zaitsev. So there will be lots of changes up front and a new yeah. look. Uh, who becomes the uh, sort of de facto leaders up front for you? Well, you need your veteran guys to to step up, right? Like Brett, Brett Davis has to have a year that, uh, you know, he's had a real good summer. He's trading hard and, you know, might be his first summer where he's where he's probably and not saying that, that uh, he hasn't in the past, but it's just consistently pushing all summer long to get stronger, bigger, be more committed in your training and doing it the right way and, um, you know, and we really stayed on top of Brett all summer. And, you know, he obviously has to have a good year. And he's a very talented player. And it's just consistency and and playing hard every night. And we need that from Brett. And, you know, but it starts with his training and how he does it, how he goes about it. And he had a great summer that way. And so we're hoping that he'll come in and push. And he should be our number one centerman. But, you know, again, play determines that, and and he has to come in and want that and push for that, and uh, and have a will to do it every night. And and Cameron Hosinger, he's you know both these kids we traded for, and you know Cameron's a kid the last couple of years. You know he's been a twenty goal scorer in the league, so you know we're hoping he can take his game to another level too. And but there's a certain way, you know, Hoser has to play for, to accomplish that, and he's got to have grease in his game every night. So those two kids as 20-year-olds, we expect them to have good years. Uh, you know, we got uh, a Douglas boy who's now going into his uh, third year, fourth year with us, and uh, we need him to uh, be his third year, I guess. He's he's going to, you know, he needs to step up. And, uh, um, you know, he started, came with us, I guess, to be his fourth. He came with us, came to Red Deer when he was uh, in his 16-year-old year, so... We need him to really take a step for us on the on the wing, and uh, he's a really good player. And it's just again, it's just the consistency, night in, night out, and doing it the right way. And Josh Tarswell, kid that we traded for from Lethbridge a couple of years ago, um, a local boy that uh, was a second round pick by Lethbridge, and 
you know, we, it's again, it tires the same thing. It's just consistency with these guys and, you know, playing hard every night and playing well. So your older, your, your older players have to really step up, right? And they gotta be, they gotta be guys that we can lean on and count on. And, uh, you know, and I think this goes down like a returning player, like the Moore's off, the Baines is, I mean, the Smiths, uh, these kids have to take another step for us. And, uh, and you know, they now they've been with us a year. They know, understand what the training needs to be like through the summer and the way things have to be done. And these kids have all trained hard and they've all put on weight, uh, you know, 10, 15 pounds for the summer. So they're bigger, stronger guys now. And, um, you know, and they, they train the right way and uh, the summer. And that, that's, that's exciting. And then we got all the young kids after that all young players that are coming in that, you know, that need to need to come in and prove that they belong. And, um, you know, and we're excited about it. Uh, but again, it comes down to everyone's different, right. And how they develop and what, what levels or what stages and throughout the year they'll hit. And, um, you know, and they got to come in and, and first and foremost, they got to be competitors. You know, they got to come in and compete and be more than competing against 19, 20 year olds, night in, night out and, play hard against those guys and and yeah we're excited about it um but again it's determined through play right and uh and, and i tell our you know sean assistant gm um who oversees all our scouting like i you know it's all fine down you know with the kids when you draft them and it's great and stuff but you really truly don't know what type of player they're going to be until they're 17 18 years of age and 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 where they fit in and how they develop and how they grow and what what their training regiments like and all that stuff and are, you know how coachable are they and you know and when they're young we assume all these things but until we get to that that age and you really don't know right so mm-hmm. we're, we're excited about these kids so they like I said every one of them to a player they all had really good years whether it was in junior A or or Triple uh, A midget last year so. Um, you know, we're, we're excited about them coming in and, but again, where they fit and where, how much they play and whether they play right wing, center, left wing, who knows? You don't know that until you get into the year and sort it, sort of, it'll sort itself all out. Always interested to see when camps open and guys uh, come to camp and see how much they've physically changed since you last saw them. I, that's always one of the things that jumps out at me. I remember Adam Lowry wasn't uh, your player, but I think he was drafted at 5'10 or something and left the WHL yeah. at 6'5. Uh, just the, yeah. the natural evolution of guys is pretty interesting. Um, you mentioned a, a few of the names that uh, guys who are further down your depth chart that will take on bigger roles this year, uh, guys like Chris Douglas that you mentioned. And, um, who are some of the young kids that, uh, that are coming to camp? The, you know, the, the 16 year olds, the 17 year olds that, uh, that fans might uh, get to see maybe not everyday players this year, but guys who are pushing their way onto the roster. Well, as far as another 16, I would think, well, we don't think we know is the uh, group boy from, uh, from Calgary. He was our first round pick seventh overall in the band draft that year. And he played for the Buffaloes last year in Calgary and they went to the Telus cup and he, uh, you know, he never scored a lot throughout the regular season. Um, but his game improved and, you know, he's a big kid. He's like six, six, three, 190 pounds, 195 pounds. And, um, but he, you know, he's, his skating needed to improve and he really worked hard on his skating and his, and then when he got in down this, down the stretch in the regular season playoffs and in the Telus Cup, he was outstanding for the Buffaloes and had a great playoff and he plays hard and he's got grease in his game and he, 
he, you know, he plays to win every night, and he's a big, big, strong center iceman that, that's going to be, again, if he develops the right way and does things the right way and stays disciplined and uh, stays focused on what he wants and what he what he can get to, uh, you know, he's going to be an outstanding player in our league when he's 18, 19 you know, years of age. And, again, but you got to get through those first couple of years with it, right? And, and, you know, is he an everyday player at this level? You know, you want to think so. Um but again, until we get there, we're not, you know, until we get into the season and see how things go. And, um, you know, and then you got the weed boy uh, that had a really good year uh, playing playing in the SJ last year. And, uh, you know, he uh, he had a great season and uh, did, did uh, uh, you know, just played really well. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a key player for his junior A team and uh, he'll be 17 this year and, He's a he's a kid that we were looking forward to seeing him come in and being a really good player. He's a moose jaw boy and uh, he can really skate. And he's a big kid. He's two hundred pounds now as a seventeen year old. And uh, so you know we're excited about him. Or you know the Sorensen boy, a kid from Red Deer that uh, that played Notre Dame last year. Um, just a really really good player. And uh, uh, you can just. He plays hard. He's not an overly big kid, but he just he he plays like he's six foot two, six foot three, and got character. And he's a real hardworking, competitive kid. But he can really skate. He's got great skills. So again, we'll see how he develops. Um, the Borzik boy uh, played Lloyd Minister last year. Um, first half of the year, played Triple A Midget. Then he played in. Uh, then he played in uh, uh, for the for the Bobcats the last third of the year or whatever. And Again, did really well at the junior A level and very skilled player. Uh, Roland, our first round pick uh, from three years ago, will be 17 this year and uh, two years ago. And he played for the Canucks in Calgary. Uh, again, he's uh, he's a good player. Uh, small in height, but plays hard and competitive. He's got you know, really a lot of a lot of juice in his game, and and you know, so those types of kids. And he got the the Marine boy that played for us last year is a 16 year old big kid from Czar, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, his skating, just, uh, seeing him a little bit this summer, his skating's and, you know, certainly has improved. And, uh, John actually just seen him skate here a couple of weeks ago. And that's the biggest thing with him. is just his skating just had to get better. And he, you know, and just his juice level, his competitiveness level shift in, shift out and playing the game understanding positional play, understanding what he needs to do and how he has to be as a player. You know, it takes, that takes sometimes longer with some younger players than others. And, uh, but you know, we're, we're looking forward for him to take a step again this year for us. So, um, you know, so, you know, these, all these young kids, right. Like they're all, you know, you got the Isley boy out of Edmonton, um, from Grand Prairie played, played in shared park last year, uh, you know, he's going to be coming in, pushing. And, you know, there's probably some kids that I'm just thinking out loud here that I might have forgot. But, you know, you got the Sidlowski boy that's from Edmonton again. He'll be going into his 18-year-old year and where he fits in. And, uh, uh, you know, so there's a there's a lot of different things that can unfold here. And, you know, we just need to get through camp and see how it all shakes itself out. And, uh, you know, the... You know, those 18-year-old kids are huge for us. So, like, the uh, Morozov, the Smith, the Baines, they've got to really step up and be good players for us. And we need them to really, uh, 
take another huge step for us this year. What do you foresee to be the, the biggest challenge for your group uh, through this coming season? If last year at this time when I asked that question of uh, Cam Moon, it was who's going to bring the offense? Uh, where's the, the scoring going to come from? Because he'd lost so much from the previous year in that yeah. regard. And, it, you know, Brandon Hagel comes out and, and has a remarkable season in leading the, the team that way. But what's the, the question going for you, uh, going into this season for you this year? Well, that could be part of it, um, you know, but, you know, every team, I, I you know, I, I, I get that, but every team goes through that, right? Unless you've got an abundance of experienced players returning, mm-hmm. uh, or if you have a 18 year old that was lights out and put up a pile of numbers and coming back to 19 year old or a 19 year old that's coming back to 20 year old that put up a bunch of numbers as a 19 year old, you just don't know, right? So who knows? Like, all of a sudden, kids get put into different roles and different. They slot into different different uh, parts of your team, and they get more ice time. They're put into different, uh, uh, you know, different areas of the game at times of the game where they, you know, that they haven't had a chance to play in. Now they're going to get opportunities to play in that, and it's how they respond in those situations. What their roles, you know, how their roles change and. And like, how are they going to, you know, now like a kid like Morozov now that, you know, was going to be a third line generation for us now might end up being a second line player for us. And, uh, you know, how is he going to, how is he going to play with more, more added, you know, roles to his game and uh, responsibility to his game. And, uh, can he, and he was a tremendous, tremendous offensive player in midget hockey. So, you know, how, how is that all going to unfold? So, you know, you never know. Like I, you know, it's, it's, it's always, it's a tough thing and you're trying to predict how things are going to be in, in the summer. And, but until you get into the season, uh, like who would have guessed that Brian Hagel was going to have the year he had last year coming yeah. to camp. So, you know, you just don't know. Right. And, you know, we had a two of our 20 year olds sign in shell contracts last mm-hmm. year and, and Reese Johnson and Brian Hagel. And who, who would have ever thought that at the start of the year? So, you know, it, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's major junior hockey, right? And that's what makes it exciting. Um, you know, and it is the same way for every team, right? And, uh, uh, again, we all start at ground zero and it's just the way it is. It's the way the game's all about. It's like that at every level. And, uh, and what kind of seasons do players have? And, you know, this year it's going to be a year where we're probably going to lack experience in some areas, but, what I don't want to see lack in is competitiveness. That we got to have competitors. We have kids that are going to compete to older players when they play against them, and and show that they belong and take steps and strides. And if they do that, we'll be fine. Last question for you, Brent. Uh, looking at uh, last year, the 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 parity in the Central Division was was outstanding. I mean, with about a month to go mm-hmm. in the regular season, you had five teams, including yours, that were fighting it out, and everybody had a legit shot at at uh, finishing on top of the standings. Uh, and slowly weeded things out as the, the last few weeks went by. But when you look at the, this year and, and the rest of the teams in the division or in the Eastern Conference, what would you consider to be a successful season for the Rebels this year? I just want to see us grow as a team, um, first and foremost. Uh, we are going to lack some in experience, uh, with especially, you know, and when you, if you want to look at it this way, at the bottom end of our lineups, our third, fourth line guys are – you know, or number four to number uh, seven, eight defensemen, uh, you know, that, that those are areas that, you know, we're going to see who really steps up in those areas and uh, who wants to take charge in this league. And 
because they're all going to be young guys playing in those roles, right, in those spots. And and I'm saying that today, and it's not saying that some of them aren't going to push the all sudden to become number, you know, top line players or top pairing defensemen because they they very well may by you know by Christmas time. So you know you never know, and and yet our experienced players have to have to step up. You know, we we need them all to be more consistent for us. We need them all to be good players for us night in and night out and, and more importantly to be great leaders for us. And you know, and our goal team's gotta be good. So where it fits us in in our division, who knows? You know, one thing about our division is it's uh it's a well coached division. Uh it's a division that uh teams are very competitive when they play with each other. Uh there's no easy games. Uh you know, and uh it's a division that uh you know some years some teams are a bit older than others but um, you know, teams can change a lot in a year. A lot of things can happen throughout a season, and uh, injuries can have a bearing on it. Uh, development, how certain kids may develop, uh, you just never know, right? And uh, so, you know, you might every team starts and thinks they might have a great goaltender, and then that goaltender struggles, and then you're battling for it, right? And you're trying to find the element that you know someone that can can be that guy and see so you struggle in that at different times throughout the year. And, you know, so it's a, it's a division that, you know, there's, you know, I, I, if you ask me today, it's, it's a division. I think the Edmonton's and Calgary's are certainly going to be good teams in our division, but every other team is going to play hard against them and compete against them and, and be competitive against them. And it's just the way this division is. Um, every, every team's a rival for one another. And, um, you know, the medicine hats with Willie coming in there and Sean Clouston was a great coach, but it may settle some things down there. And, you know, Willie's, Willie's obviously had a tremendous amount of success in major junior hockey and he's coming back to the league now after gaining all that experience at the professional, at the NHL level and the pro level. So, you know, medicine hats going to be a team that's uh, going to, you know, one thing for sure, they're going to be very structured and uh, Willie will see the things that he needs to, needs to do in due time and how to, how to, you know, adapt to certain things as far as adjustments within his own team. So he's just that type of coach. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of coming in our division this year. Now they, you know, I know they had a tough year last year, but they're young guys. You got to think that they're, they're going to take another step. So, uh, Lethbridge, I think Lethbridge is a lot like us in a lot of ways where, you know, they're going to be bringing in some young kids this year because they, they lost a lot of key players off their teams that were studs for them last year. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to, they're kind of going to be in that same situation as us where they're going to be bringing in young kids and putting them in situations and see how they play. And, uh, so it's, it's just one of those divisions, right? And it, the central division is a unique division in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, there's, there's always seems to doesn't really matter within the division, how more, how experienced someone is or not, there's just always seems to be a lot of parity and competitiveness. And, uh, uh, and everyone knows it's a tough division and, and ours is, it's a tough division and you gotta, you gotta play the right way in it. And you need, you need to have a team that competes hard. And, uh, and that's what we're shooting here for in Red Deer is that, you know, I don't care whether you're 16 or 20 years of age, you gotta be a competitor, you gotta play and you gotta be coachable. And if you're in those three things, We'll learn, we'll get better, and we'll improve, and uh, we'll take steps. Well, it should be a fun year, and uh, always great to get to the Centrum and uh, and watch some hockey. I love junior hockey and a junior hockey rink, and the Centrum is 
is fantastic uh, outside of the uh, the steepest stairs in the league. Uh, so on behalf of 21, 21 other broadcast teams, um, you got the elevator to the press box uh, installed this year? Well, you guys just you know, all need to learn to get in shape. you got to work out in the summer. <laughs> So. You're right. <laughs> well, Brent, I really appreciate your time. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing the Rebels come through Edmonton and, and for for me to get down to the Centrum again. Thanks for doing this. Okay. You bet you. Thanks. There's Brent Sutter of the Red Deer Rebels uh, and uh, his preview of uh, what his team is going to look like this coming season. And uh, according to the responses to the question of the week, uh, which was for you, the listener, to predict the final standings in the WHL Central Division this year, a lot of people expecting Red Deer to miss the playoffs, and I'll go on record. Uh, I think last year I said they were going to miss the playoffs, and uh, they proved me wrong. Uh, and I, I still blame Cam Moon for that because the season preview that he gave me last year on the show talked about where's the scoring going to come from and how much scoring and how much offense they'd lost from the previous year. And he, he basically sold me that uh, they were going to struggle to score, and that wasn't the case. Uh, they had uh, some really good performances from some of their older veteran players, and they're going to need that again this year, uh, but they don't have uh, some of those key guys uh, anymore. It's all about who steps up now. You know, they don't have Brandon Hagel anymore, but Brandon Hagel had a massive season last year, and I don't think anybody expected he was going to get 105 points. You know, 80, 90 points? Sure, 105. Heck of a year for Hagel, but they need somebody else now uh, to step up. I, the guy I'm most interested in watching this season is probably Chris Douglas. I saw him early last year and had a really impressive camp and preseason for the uh, the Rebels just couldn't get it going in the regular season. But there's some skill and talent there. And, you know, at 6'1", 180-ish pounds, uh, at least that's what he was last year, maybe comes in, may, might be an inch taller and, and 10 pounds heavier. There's something there. So uh, Chris Douglas, the guy I'm most interested uh, among the forward group uh, for the Red Deer Rebels. A lengthy conversation with Brent Sutter at the start of that before we started recording. When I first called him, I said, all right, I'm looking for about 20 minutes from you. And uh, we went almost 37 minutes, 36 and a bit. And it wasn't because I was asking a lot of questions. He Summertime Brent Sutter is awesome. You know, in, during the season, especially on game days, uh, usually post-game, he'll, he'll be, I guess, depending on how his uh, team fared that night, but is not nearly as talkative uh, before games. I've had him before games, and it's it's still really good too. Uh, and that's not a slight on uh, on Brent Sutter. That's just the way it is in the off season. Uh, much more time, and uh, I've had him on the show several times in the summer, whether it was uh, the podcast or the radio version of the Pipeline Show. And he's always been really, really good. But uh, almost thirty-seven minutes there with Brent Sutter. Nobody else I've chatted with has gone that long. Um, so don't expect they're all going to be. Uh, big marathon interviews. Uh, Cam Hope of the Victoria Royals. He's the next guest general manager of those Royals. About 20 minutes with uh, Cam Hope. And that's basically what we're targeting for uh, most of these interviews. Some of them will be 25 or something like that. And a couple of them might be 17 or 18 minutes. But 37 minutes, not probably going to be the uh, happening uh, again. But I do really appreciate uh, Brent Sutter when he's on the show. Let's talk about those Victoria Royals next with General Manager Cam Hope. One, two, three, four. Penalty is over. And the planes four of them get out. Up at center and coming in as Lou Gillendike centered it. And got scores! Lanny McDonald! Hey, it's Lanny McDonald, formerly of the Medicine Hat Tigers, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. <laughs> 